Chapter Two of Dorothy Dale in the City by Margaret Penrose. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Two Going Home. Did you ever see anything so dandy? asked Tavia. I think we girls should subscribe to the telegraph company. There is nothing like a quick call to get us out of a scrape. Don't boast, we're not away yet, returned Dorothy. But I would like to see anything stop me now, argued Tavia. There's the trunk and there's the grip. Now a railroad ticket to Dalton. Dear old Dalton. Doro, I wish you were coming to see the snow on Lenty Lane. It makes the place look grand. Lenty Lane was always pretty, corrected Dorothy. I have very pleasant remembrances of the place. The girls were at the railroad station, waiting for the train that was to take them away from school for the holidays. There were laughter and merry shouts, promises to write, to send cards, and to do no end of remembering. And while this was going on, and while the girls are so occupied in this that they are not likely to do anything else, I will just take a few moments to tell my new readers something about the characters of this story. The first book of this series was called Dorothy Dale, A Girl of Today, and in that Dorothy, of course, made her bow. She was the daughter of Major Dale of Dalton, and though without a mother, she had two loving brothers, Joe and Roger. Besides these, she had a very dear friend in Tavia Travers, and Tavia, when she was not doing or saying one thing, was doing or saying another. In brief, Tavia was a character. In the tale is told how Dorothy learned of the unlawful detention of a poor little girl, and how she and Tavia took Nellie away from a life of misery. Dorothy Dale at Glenwood School, my second volume, told how our heroine made her appearance at boarding school, where she spent so many happy days, and where she still is when the present story opens. And as for Tavia, she went too, thanks to the good offices of some of her chum's friends. Glenwood School was a peculiar place in many ways, and for a time Dorothy was not happy there, owing to the many cliques and mutual jealousies. But the good sense of Dorothy and some of the madcap pranks of Tavia worked out to good end. There is really a mystery in my third volume, that entitled Dorothy Dale's Great Secret. It was almost more than Dorothy could bear at first, especially as it concerned her friend Tavia. For Tavia acted very rashly, to say the least. But Dorothy did not desert her, and how she saved Tavia from herself is fully related. When Dorothy got on the trail of the gypsies in the fourth book of the series, called Dorothy Dale and Her Chums, she little dreamed where the matter would end. Startling and almost weird were her experiences when she met the strange queen, who seemed so sad, and yet who held such power over her wandering people. Here again Dorothy's good sense came to her aid, and she was able to find a way out of her trouble. One naturally imagined holidays are times of gladness and joy, but in Dorothy Dale's Queer Holidays, which is the fifth book of this line, her vacation was queer indeed, and she and her friends, the boys as well as the girls, solved the mystery of the old castle, and how they saved an unfortunate man from danger and despair is fully set forth. And, as a matter of fact, before the adventure in the castle came to an end, Dorothy and her friends themselves were very glad to be rescued. Mistaken identity is the main theme of the sixth volume called Dorothy Dale's Camping Days, 
to be taken for a demented girl forced to go to a sanitarium to escape and to find the same girl for whom she was mistaken was part of what dorothy endured and yet with all her troubles which were not small dorothy did not regret them at the end for they were the means of bringing good to many people the joyous conclusion when the girl recovered her reason more than made up for all dorothy suffered certainly after all she had gone through our heroine might be expected to be entitled to some rest but events crowded thick and fast on dorothy on her return to glenwood after a vacation she found two factions in the school just who was on each side and the part dorothy played may be learned by reading the seventh book of the series called dorothy dale's school rivals there was rivalry none the less bitter because sweet girl graduates were the personages involved but in the end all came out well though at one time it looked as though there would be serious difficulties of course many more characters than dorothy and tavia played their parts in the stories there were ned and nat the sons of mrs white dorothy's aunt with whom after some years spent in dalton dorothy and her father and brothers went to live in north birchlands tavia was a frequent visitor there and tavia and the good-looking boy cousins well perhaps you had better find out that part for yourself dorothy was always making friends and once she had made them never lost them not that tavia did not do the same but she was a girl so fond of doing the unexpected so ready to cause a laugh even if at herself that many persons did not quite know how to take her with dorothy it was different her sweet winsomeness was a charm never absent yet she could strike fire too when the occasion called for it and so now in the beginning of this book we find our friends ready to leave the glen as they called it leave the school and the teachers under whose charge they have been for some time leaving glenwood was as dorothy said very different from going there one week before christmas the place was placed in the hands of the house cleaners and the pupils were scattered about over the earth Dorothy and Tavia were together in the chair car of the train and Dorothy having gathered up her mail without opening it as she left the hall Now used her nail file to cut the envelopes and then proceeded to see what was the news Oh Tavia she exclaimed as she looked at the lavender paper that indicated a note from her aunt Winnie otherwise mrs. White Listen to this aunt Winnie has taken a city house Of course it will be an apartment she looked keenly at the missive and it will be on riverside drive oh the double-deckers exclaimed tavia i can feel the air smart my cheeks and she shifted about expectantly let's take the auto bus i always did love that word bus it seems to mean a london night in a fog well i am sure it will mean good times and i assure you tavia aunt winnie has not forgotten you you are to come there is only one aunt winnie in the world declared tavia and she is the auntie winnie of dorothy dale tavia was never demonstrative but just now she squeezed dorothy's hand almost white how can i manage to get through with dalton i have to give home at least three snowstorms we are getting them right now said dorothy i am afraid we will be snowbound when we reach the next stop wheeling about in her chair tavia flattened her face against the window as the train smoke tried to hide the snowflakes from her gaze dorothy was still occupied with her mail it does come down admitted tavia but that will mean a ride for me in old daddy's brennan's sleigh 
but you remember doro it is nothing more than the fence rails he took from brady's buckled on the runners he got from tim the ragman and you cannot have forgotten the rubber boot he once used for a spring it was a funny rig sure enough answered dorothy but daddy brennan has a famous reputation for economy i hope he does not take it into his head to economize on my spinal cord going over evergreen hill replied tavia i tried that once in his rattle-trap and we had to walk over to jordan and from there i rode home on a pair of milk cans but doro she continued i cannot get over the sudden taking away of mingled ingle surely the gods sent that telegram to save me i hope nothing serious has happened at her home dorothy mused i never heard anything about her family you don't suppose a little mouse of a thing like that born music teacher has any family replied tavia irreverently i shall ever after this have a respect for the proverbial feather bed here is stony junction dorothy remarked as the trainman let in a gust of wind from the vestibule door to shout out the name of that station madeline marr gets off here there she is waving to us we should have spoken to her never too late declared tavia and she actually shouted a good-bye and a merry christmas almost the full length of the car dorothy waved her hand and blew a kiss to which the pretty girl who with the porter close at her heels was leaving the train for her home responded chairs swung around simultaneously to allow their occupants to glimpse of the girl who had startled them with her shout some of the passengers smiled especially did one young man whose bag showed the wear usually given in college sports he dropped his paper and not too rudely smiled straight at tavia there exclaimed she see what a good turn does just for wishing maddie a hilarious time i got that smile don't cautioned dorothy to whom tavia's recklessness was ever a source of anxiety we have many miles to go yet so much the better as the old wolfie in little red riding hood said tavia retorted i think i shall require a drink of water directly and she straightened up as if to make her way to the end of the car in order to pass the chair of the young man with the scratched-up suitcase dorothy sighed but at the same time she smiled tavia could not be repressed and dorothy had given up hope of keeping her subdued come to think of it reflected tavia i never had any permanent luck with the drinking water trick he looks so nice i might try being sweet and refined and she turned away making the most absurd effort to look the part getting sense commented dorothy we may now expect a snowslide and have my hero dig me out added the irrepressible one wouldn't that be delicious there look at that it is coming down in snowballs my exclaimed dorothy it is awful i hope the boys do not fail to meet me oh if they didn't you would be all right said tavia they serve coffee and rolls at north birchland station on stormy nights i declare exclaimed dorothy that young man is a friend of ned's i met him last summer now i remember i knew i would have good luck when i played the sweet girl part said tavia with unhidden delight go right over and claim him nonsense replied dorothy while a slight blush crept up her forehead into her hair we must be more careful than ever boys may pretend to like girls who want a good time but my cousins would never tolerate anything like forwardness only where they are the forwarders persisted tavia did not the self-same nat brother of the aforesaid ned 
as if the young man in the front had at the same time remembered dorothy he left his seat and crossed the aisle to where the girls sat his head was uncovered of course but his very polite manner and bow amply made up for the usual hat raising is this not miss dale he began simply yes answered dorothy and this mr niles same chap he admitted while tavia was pondering why he had not looked at her perhaps she thought he will prove too nice i was just saying to my friend faltered dorothy that i hope nothing will prevent ned and nat from meeting me this is quite a storm but it makes christmas pretty he replied and now he did deign to look at tavia dorothy quick to realize his friendliness immediately introduced the two it was tavia's turn to blush a failing she very rarely gave in to perhaps some generous impulse prompted the gentleman who occupied the chair ahead to leave it and make his way toward the smoking-room this gave mr niles a chance to sit near the girls we expect a big time at birchland this holiday he said your cousins mentioned you will be with us yes they cannot get rid of me dorothy replied in that peculiar way girls have of saying meaningless things i am always anxious to get to the cedars to see father and our boys and aunt winnie of course i only wish tavia were coming along and she made a desperate attempt to get tavia into the conversation home is one of the christmas tyrannies the young man said if it were not christmas some of us might forget all about home still tavia had not said a single word she now felt hurt he need not have imagined she cared for his preaching she thought and besides his tiny depressing and his vest lacked the top button perhaps he had good reasons for wanting to get home to his ma she was secretly arguing you live in wildwind not far from the cedars do you not dorothy asked i did live there until last fall he replied but mother lost her health and has gone out of the country away from the lake we are stopping near dalton tavia fairly gasped at the word dalton then why don't you go home for christmas she blurted out i'm going to mother's place to get her first he said then if she feels well enough we will come back to the birchlands my friend lives in dalton dorothy exclaimed casting a look of admiration at the flushing tavia indeed he replied that's my station i ride back from there i am glad to have met someone who knows the place i was fearful of being snowbound or station-bound as i scarcely know the locality i expect to ride in daddy brennan's sleigh said tavia with an effort he is the only one to know on a snowy night at dalton then perhaps you will take pity on a stranger and introduce him to daddy and his sleigh the youth replied even a bad snowstorm may have its compensations tavia hated herself for thinking he really was nice she was not accustomed to being ignored and did not intend to forget that he had slighted her i almost envy you both said dorothy good-humouredly just see it snow i can see you under daddy's horse blanket it's surely a horse blanket replied tavia we cannot count on his having a steamer rug i suppose said mr niles the sleigh answers all stagecoach purposes out that way as far as freight and express returned dorothy dear old dalton i have had some good times out there why don't you come out now doro asked tavia mischievously there may be some good times left the gentleman who had vacated the seat taken by mr niles was now coming back this of course was the signal for the latter to leave we are almost at birchlands he said 
I hope, Miss Dale, that those boy cousins of yours do not get buried in the snow and leave you in distress. I remember that auto of theirs had a faculty for doing wild things. Oh, yes, we had more than one adventure with the Firebird. But I do not anticipate any trouble tonight, said Dorothy. I heard from Aunt Winnie this morning. With a word about seeing them before the end of their journey, he took his chair, while Tavia sat perfectly still and silent, for, it seemed to Dorothy, the first time in her life. "'What is it?' she asked. "'Don't you feel well, Tavia?' "'I feel like bolting. I have a mind to get off at Bridgeton. Fancy me riding with that angel.' "'I'm sure he is very nice,' Dorothy said in a tone of reproof. "'I should think you would be glad to have such pleasant company.' "'Tickled to death,' replied Tavia mockingly. "'I'm sure you will have some adventure,' declared Dorothy. "'They always begin that way.' "'Do they? "'Well, if I fall in love with him, Doro, I'll telegraph you.' "'And Tavia helped her friend on with hat and coat, "'for the Birchlands had already been announced.' End of chapter 2